That was Sean P. with Jesus. You are tuned to Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. My name, Pastor Jenna Libelong. And as promised, I'm now joined by Marcel Doman. She's the founder of the Caitlin Doman Foundation. Uh, Marcel, good day and welcome to Radio Pulpit. Thank you, Pastor Jenna. Tell us a bit about yourself. To our listeners, who is Marcel Doman? I know that you are uh, based in Eldorado Park. Is that where you're from? Actually not. I'm actually from Rivoli, the community of Rivoli. And um, I just found a need. I, I identified a need within the Eldorado Park community. And hence, I have formed the foundation out there. Um, as, as, as you may know, I am a, a mom of one, which was Caitlin Doman. Um, I'm a salesperson by profession. I'm a pastor by profession and um, a life coach as well. This foundation was birthed out of a place of, I don't want to say pain, but of course there was a lot of pain that went with it. Tell us about the testimony of your daughter, Caitlin. You just mentioned her. You, I, you know, Caitlin, has, uh, for 18 years that she, you know, she shared the earth, she, um, you know, she left big footprints. When I say big footprints, she, 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 she touched the hearts of thousands of people. Well, Caitlin was, was not born a CP child or a cerebral palsy child. But um, shortly after her birth, she developed a few complications um, and the doctors had, had um, misdiagnosed her at the Rahima Musa Hospital. Nevertheless, with complications, um, you know, came a lot of lessons in life. Caitlin taught me in particular a lot about patients because I was a very young mother at the time. 21 years old, I knew absolutely nothing about motherhood, yet alone about motherhood of a special needs child. Mm, mm. And, um, you know, fortunately for me, I had I had the capacity or the I had technology available to me that I could research the condition and I, the idea of how to improve her life. Because as any mother would want, they would, my, my concern was that if anything had to happen to me as her mom, mm. who would take care of her? So my mission in life was basically to just improve her life to such an extent to give her the what I call the close to normal life as possible. Through God's grace and and the journey with, 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 with Christ itself was, was just absolutely amazing. We got Caitlin to a close to normal life as possible because people, when they look at pictures of Caitlin, they cannot even believe that she was a CP child. Uh, you mentioned patience. What are some of the other <laughs> lessons that uh, Caitlin's life taught you? The biggest lesson for me, apart from patience, was the fact that I needed Christ in that journey more than anything and anybody else. Mm. I wasn't close to God at the time of even her birth. Um, but through through her journey, because the first six years of her life was, was, was filled with so many challenges. And the closer I stayed to Christ, the, the easier my journey became. Because a lot of doors of opportunity were opened for me without me having to ask for those doors to be opened. And I only saw God's grace through it all at the age of 18, where I was able to, I was blessed to see her to her 18th birthday. Mm. 
Now, some listeners might not even know what cerebral palsy is. So I think uh, I'm a little bit ahead of myself. Let's take it back and tell us a bit about cerebral palsy. All right. So cerebral palsy is, there's actually different categories within cerebral palsy itself. But cerebral palsy is a brain disorder. So what happens is some children are born that way. So some of the the, the um, the children's conditions are developed either through uh, through pregnancy and others are through lack of oxygen to the brain, which was in, in actual fact Caitlin's case. Mm. So what happens is they are um, developmental delays. So it could be, it could vary. Some children live, or adults, some of them get to the age of 50, but they live up to normal life. So they get married, they they are able to do what we do, drive themselves to work, keep a job, but they also have other challenges that goes with that. So depending on the category that you fall into, you then have the challenges that is associated with that particular category. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically what they call a, a, a form or a cause of brain, brain damage which can occur before or after birth. Mm. Now, take me back to the minute when you found out that uh, Caitlin had cerebral palsy as a young mother. What advice would you have for uh, mommies who find out that perhaps their children have cerebral palsy? You know, um, at the time when I found out, I wasn't even given a proper diagnosis. All I got was, um, because Caitlin at one month had a, a cardiac arrest and she had a brain didn't receive oxygen for 15 minutes. So when she was revived, they said to me, there may be de- developmental challenges. And then two weeks later, Caitlin had a stroke in the same hospital scare. And by then they then said to me, there definitely will now be de- developmental um problems, but they couldn't also give me the extent of the problems Mm. um, or the challenges that we would face in life. And um, later through physiotherapy, the physiotherapist at Garden City, I would never forget that lady, Scylla Jones, she basically said to me, this child is cerebral palsy and let's go for further diagnosis. We then went through all the different assessments that get done through occupational therapy, your physiotherapy, your speech therapy, and then also play therapists that basically assess the children to see what categories um, they would fall into in terms of that particular diagnosis. And um, look, when they gave me the news, they told me, you know what, mom, you were very young, mom. Mm. How about you consider putting this child into a home mm. and um, forget about her, you know? And I, I I looked at these people and I thought, this is my child. At the time, I was with Caitlin's dad and him and I sat down and we spoke about this and he said to me, we can never do something like that. And I said to him, absolutely. Mm. And the two of us made it our mission in life to basically research the condition so that we knew everything that would come our way, what could possibly come our way, whether we were faced with it or not, we needed to educate ourselves on the on the condition. Mm. And then later on, we obviously looked into all the various types of therapies that was available that we could improve her life. And that is my comment or my motivation to mothers out there is to, first of all, do not limit your child because the child has a disability. 
Mm. Um, because they are capable of achieving if you also motivate and keep them going. Um, Caitlin would not have achieved what she achieved if I had to just sit back and not do anything about it. So I had to ensure that physio needed to be done on a daily basis. Even though we saw a professional twice a month, whoever was taking care of Caitlin needed to make sure that they were doing the physio as well and all the other therapies as well. So for me, it's about giving your children quality of life and giving them the comfort because through cerebral palsy, there's a lot of spasticity in some of the kids' bodies. Some are worse than others. Mm. And these children's conditions only deteriorate if they do not get the required physiotherapy, occupational therapy, and the likes thereof. And the sad thing is that within the communities, that is exactly what I find, that the parents are not educated Mm. enough on the conditions, and therefore they don't know in which direction to turn. Mm -mm. Marcel, did you find a lot of discrimination? A lot of people are afraid of those eyes staring at you and your child and people whispering behind your back. And when I'm saying people, I'm not even just talking about strangers. I'm also talking about your own family members. Absolutely. Did you experience any of that and how did you handle it? Honestly, I was was like most of the parents that that are out there. They keep their children away. But it wasn't because I wanted to hide Caitlin away from the world. It was because simply sometimes these kids don't do well with crowds, especially if it's unfamiliar people. So I made the mistake of actually doing that. But then I discovered that socialization is very important for them in order for them to come out of who they actually are in in their idea of their norm. Mm. To them, they are normal. And to us, to they look at us and see us as not, as not being normal. And we look at them with the same look. So we used to walk around in the malls or go to places. And Caitlin would be afraid of even just eating in public mm. or drinking in public because of the looks that we would get in public. So there would be times that we would go to places if we were out all day long. Caitlin would not eat all day long. Mm. And I then said, we, there's no way I'm going to continue to live that way because if I am out in the mall all day, I get thirsty, I get hungry, yeah. and I want to have that nourishment that my body requires. So what is this special needs child, what is, she, what is her body going through? And we just put her out there and we took her out to more and more places. And um, I would, when people look at her, I would tell them, it's okay, you can come over Mm. um, and speak to her because it's almost as if this this child has or this person has something that, that as if it's contagious. Mm. And and it's only cerebral palsy. It is not contagious. You cannot get it by looking at the person or touching them and Caitlin had developed such a personality that when people looked at her she would start to smile Mm. and her warmth in her smile is what drew people closer to her Um, and then that's why I said Caitlin had a a personality of note that people she just drew so many people to her she got to a point where she was able to walk and do certain things for herself and um families would be taken up by that. Mm -hmm. Caitlin loved the Lord. When we were going to church, she would welcome people into the church as if she was an usher, just having people. She she, she (laughs) 
I always think of her when we sing certain songs and how amazing it was that she loved and knew the Lord the way she did. Mm. Um, and yeah, that is, she was just so warm and capturing that everybody who met her remembered her for that hug, that intense hug, that love, the, 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 the smile, the sparkle in her eyes. Everybody identified her as that person. So well, eventually people didn't even notice that she had cerebral palsy. I just want to add, you earlier said that mothers of children with special needs should educate themselves. But I also want to appeal to our listeners that we as the community, in general, all of us, whether you have special needs or not, we need to educate ourselves so that we are able to embrace um, these children and help them to fulfill their purpose. Which leads me to my next question before we take a quick music break. Do you believe that Caitlin fulfilled her purpose on earth? Absolutely. If I look at the attendance at Caitlin's funeral, I mean, there was people at Caitlin's funeral that I never knew. Um, we still get people in the community that will stop and say, how is Caitlin um, not knowing that she had passed on? Caitlin left such an impact. And uh, a very friend of mine said to me uh, shortly, about a month or so after Caitlin passed, she said, you know, Caitlin taught me one lesson. And I asked her what that was. And she said to me, to love the people that you are with in that moment, because you don't know if you're going to see them tomorrow. Mm. But when you are with them, enjoy every moment you have with them. And she said, and that is what she always remembers when she sees things of Caitlin. And always, she would, if she saw you today and saw you again, yes, tomorrow, mm. um, and the next day, she would greet you as if she had seen you uh, or haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. Whether she's seen you five years ago, <laughs> she would still give you that loving, warm embrace to say, I know this person and you know, I missed you so much. And her her embrace actually spoke volumes. And yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin, you, she did. She definitely fulfilled her purpose in life. Absolutely. And out of her life, the Caitlin Doman Foundation um, was born as well. We're going to continue our conversation with her mother, Marcel Doman who is a pastor. She said she's into sales. Uh, But today we're speaking to her in her capacity as the founder of the Caitlin Doman Foundation. Um, And March, if you didn't know, like me, is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month, uh, which is what the Caitlin Doman Foundation in El Dorado Park focuses on. So we're going to continue our conversation with her right after this music break. Here's Dr. Toomey with Jesus, You Are My Life. That was Dr. Toomey with Jesus, You Are My Life. We are speaking with Marcel Doman, the founder of the Caitlin Doman Foundation. Uh, Marcel, even though Caitlin had cerebral palsy, uh, when she died, it must have still turned your life upside down. Take us to that moment and what God did for you and meant to you in that moment when Caitlin passed away. Pastor Jenna, there's a there's a little bit of a backstory to this one. Mm. I will I'll be honest with you. I was actually absolutely blessed that God had shown me that this journey was coming. It was exactly 13 days prior to her death that I had received all of this. So when it happened, so I I had known that it was coming. I obviously didn't know 
what day it was going to be. Mm. But exactly 13 days prior to that, he had showed me the scene of events. And as it happened on the day, it was exactly what he had shown me for 13 days prior. Because I'd never forget it. It was the day of our late father. It was his birthday, the 11th of October, that he showed me this that was coming my way. Mm. And when I saw this, I, I my, immediately I said to, lo- to the Lord, I said, you know, I know, I've always known that a cerebral palsy person automatically has um, a lifespan. They have milestones in their lifespans. Mm. And I knew that any day would 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 be her day. Uh, just like us also, yeah. any day would be our day. But I knew that when it happened, I was, what what I would say, prepared to mm. some degree. Um, so I had made my peace. I, the Lord and I had spoken in that time. And I said to him, you know, his will be done. And when it happened, um, everybody was like, how is it that you are this calm? Mm. It's your only child. And I said, you know what? People will not understand my journey with the Lord. And for me to have received that type of message, no one would actually understand it mm. um, unless you had that personal relationship with, 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 the, with the Lord. And when she passed, yes, it did change my life. Um, it, I mean, Caitlin being an only child, my only child, turned my world upside down, never mind my family's. But... Um, I stayed closest, closest and closest to Christ. Mm. And I journeyed throughout that. It's been almost four years now, but I journeyed and I still continue to journey every day with him. And when I remember her, I remember her praising the Lord. When I remember her, I remember her welcoming people into the church. Mm. Um, I always, that's the, those are the memories that I carry with me, which makes my journey so much easier, Mm-mm. is those moments, because she loves the Lord just as much as I do. Mm-mm. And she is with God right now. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, Pastor Marcel, what has your journey with Caitlin and cerebral palsy taught you about God? I'm asking this question because a lot of people uh, tend to question God, question his nature um, when they perhaps um, are entrusted with children with disabilities or Perhaps they are confronted with death, not just of their children or because mm-hmm. of disability, but in general, somebody in their family mm-hmm. passed away, there's a car accident. And those kind of situations tend to make people question God, question his nature. Hence my question yeah. to you, what has this journey taught you about God? No, God, God God's love is what they call, when they say it is everlasting, it is everlasting. I think I'm one of the very few people out there who actually didn't question God Mm. as to why he took her at the time that he did. Um, And and that's simply because of where I was in my journey with him. And I always knew that he had given me, Caitlin, we know all our kids, we are all on loan to to the world. Mm. And he takes back his angels at some point. And I had I had known that. And it was something that was entrenched in myself. And 
is. It's continued to be there because I've lost a lot of people in my life apart from Caitlin. But Caitlin was the closest. But the Lord has, has never forsaken me throughout this entire journey. Mm. Um, he has placed so many people in my life that has 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 learned so much from my experience. Mm. And all I can do is motivate people to stay closest to Christ in a time like this. Mm. Um, through through some of my um, my journey with um, as a pastor and as a life coach, I do a lot of grief counseling, but it's because I understand the journey that intensely that I can actually sit someone through it and, and, and explain to them that it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel hurt. Um, it is what God wants us to, to, to journey through. It's how we are designed to, 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 uh, to feel mm. and that we, you know, at the end of the day, if you have that personal relationship with him, speak to him and tell him exactly how you feel. Mm. Um, because that was one thing I did daily. Mm. Every morning I would, religiously after Caitlin's passing, I had a specific time of the morning that I would get up just to speak to him. Yes, I still do that, but I I just grew so much closer to him. And, and there was nobody else that could carry me through that journey except Christ. Mm. No man on earth actually can carry you through that journey. Except Christ, absolutely. Um, Our time is busy running out, but I want to find out what you are uh, uh, hoping to achieve through the Caitlin Doman Foundation. This is her legacy and in her memory, but what do you hope to achieve through the foundation? I'd like to help the mothers and or the families out in the communities to actually give their children a close to normal life as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the, 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 the El Dorado Park community in, in particular that I've identified right now is that um, some of these children are being looked after by their grannies. Mm-hmm. Um, the government um, hospitals says, come back after four months for your therapy. I'm trying to change that. Where I place that the, the, the foundation within your community and I bring the, those therapies to your door mm. because yeah, I've, I've, I have developed the relationships with certain entities like the Johannesburg Metro Health. They have given us uh, physiotherapists, speech therapists and occupational therapists that, to do the outreach. So they come into the community, placed in the center, and then they go out to some of the families in their homes so that these children can receive their therapy as soon as much as possible and not as little as four months Mm. because that is the challenges that they have and also the fact that these grannies and some of these parents cannot even afford to get their children there because now it's wheelchairs Mm. and then it's taxis they don't have cars so we are trying to change that whole concept society and bring it right into the community and say it is here for you Mm. and i'm trying to the idea is to draw some of these parents out also from hiding their children away in 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 eldorado park in particular there are some cases where some of these parents are so uninformed about the condition that they neglect their children leave them locked up for two three days and Mm. leave these children in a bed Mm. um just with a plate of food next to them but that child needs to be changed the child needs to go to the toilet needs to freshen up and they they don't do that because they are so uninformed about the condition, mm. knowing that there is help out there for them. 
Mm. that they can actually reach out and actually get the help that they need and maybe also make the the difference in terms of the parents' mentality around the conditions that the children have. Look, um, the Caitlin Doman Foundation right now is is specifically aimed at CP. However, we are looking at becoming an holistic center for all forms of conditions. Mm. So from your autism, your Down syndrome, um, all, all those particular conditions we're going to bring into the center and provide the same services to those disabilities as such. To the community. Marcel, do you guys have premises? Do you have property? Where do you operate from? Look, right now, we, we have just launched this foundation. Mm. Um, we have identified a piece of land which has been um, offered to us by the owners of the Faith Temple property in Extension 5. Um, they have a broken down building that they have, it's just standing there, it's dilapidated. And they have given us that piece of land and said, if you can put the building up there, you can have that piece of mm-hmm. land. So we have uh, been approached by um, Kulisa Social so- Social Solutions. They're currently doing all these container projects in the communities. They just a few, finished a few container projects out in Noorkhusuk, mm-hmm. where they did the, the new library for Noorkhusuk community. Yeah. Um, they're busy with the blue school at the moment, where they're putting up classrooms. So... We have partnered with them, and um, over the next two to three months, we should have a building up in that particular, um, on that piece of land that uh, Faith Temple had given us. Wow. Uh, Pastor Marcel Doman, founder of the Caitlin Doman Foundation, thank you so much for your time today. Yours is a testimony of hope, a testimony of courage, a testimony of great faith, a testimony of what can happen when you are in close relationship with God. And I'm sure there's so much more that we could have delved into. Yours is a testimony of Caitlin Doman's impact on this world. And I pray that the kingdom will support you. How do we get in touch with you? Uh, should we like to find out more about your foundation? You can contact us on 067 7810, that's the cell phone and WhatsApp contact details. Uh, we're also available on Facebook uh, at the Caitlin Doman. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram, and we also have a, uh, a website for, it's called thecaitlindomanfoundation.org.za, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N and not a Y-N. There you have it. I'll repeat those details for you or at least the uh, cell phone number a little bit later. So get your pen and paper ready. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you and the excellent work that you are doing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. There we go. Yes, Dr. Toomey, another one. We're blessing you with a double dose of the doctor today. Uh, This time he ministers to us love on the cross.